We sat down earlier this afternoon with uh, somebody to uh, provide that first-hand account of how it's played out in District 186. Joining us now, Springfield School Superintendent Jennifer Gill. It has been a very interesting day for educators all across the state in the wake of that court ruling in Sangamon County late last week. Superintendent, as we're speaking right now, early afternoon, an appeal of that ruling has been filed. No word yet on uh, where that appeal is headed. So what's the situation right now in District 186 and how have things gone today? Uh, We've actually had a good day here in District 186. We have 85.6% of our students in attendance today as of the noon hour. Um, That's higher than it has been in some time. So we we think that after the three snow days, kids are ready to come back to school and and ready to learn. Um, I was out in schools first thing, as well as all of my cabinet members uh, visiting and supporting all of our principals. Um, I met with them last night via Zoom as well to, to kind of get them back on track after the the snowy week, and then also uh, discuss some of the uh, court cases and the appeals, as you just mentioned, um, and get them up to speed so that we could be prepared for a great day today. 86.5% attendance. Is it possible to quantify how many students were still wearing masks versus how many had opted not to today? Do you have any sense of that? What we have is some really good qualitative data. If you can maybe take that for what it's worth, um, principals and staff are reporting that a majority, a, a super majority of the students are wearing masks today. Um, for instance, when I was at Southeast this morning, you know, about 99% of the students that walked in had a mask on. Others picked up a mask that the school had set out on a table on their own accord, and they went about their business. So there are not um, large numbers of students throughout the district that are choosing to be unmasked. There are some. Um, And once again, we are following the temporary restraining order. And if students and or staff do not wish to wear masks today while we're under that TRO, uh, then they do have that choice. How about uh, staff? Because there has been all along some concern about uh, teachers and and, uh, other staffers being in a a situation where they feel like they might have been more vulnerable to being exposed to COVID. Uh, Did you have significant staff absenteeism today? And what's the status as far as staff and and, uh, teachers wearing masks? Actually, we are also in a very good spot with uh, teachers being out and our other staff members. Today was probably one of our best attendance days uh, that we've had in short time. Um, After we came back from Christmas, obviously, we were dealing with the Omicron variant. And so um, we had some high numbers of of staff absences. Today, we're we're only accounting for 75 district-wide, and that's for all employee groups, not just classroom teachers. Um, So we are doing uh, quite well today with our staff um, being in uh, session, and and so that's helped our day go very smoothly. Okay, can you compare that uh, that 75 uh, people being out to, uh, say, just a, a standard day, maybe pre-pandemic? How uh, uh, how much does that resemble just sort of a, a normal run-of-the-mill day? It's, it's a very, very normal day, and, in fact, it's a good day. So that's, that's – that, I mean, we're talking all staff. We're talking cafeteria, paraprofessionals, you know, everybody across the entire district. We have over 3,600 employees. So having 75 out on a regular day across all school districts is not – is not unheard of. 
you know, all along, uh, there has been just this uh, th- this sense of we don't really know where this is all headed at any point during the pandemic or how long this is going to last. Now there's a new level of uncertainty that's been thrown into all of this. From a, from a planning standpoint, administrative standpoint, how do you deal with this from day to day, really not knowing what the next day is going to bring? Right. It is It is one of the biggest stressors that, that I have or I think that anybody has right now is just the... Uh, navigating the continuously changing landscape of not only the pandemic itself and the variants and the way that that this virus behaves, you know, differently from month to month, but also uh, the rules that change and the guidance that changes and, you know, just keeping up to date with it. Oftentimes having to spend your whole entire weekend like we did this week uh, on trying to understand a ruling and trying to understand how we needed to respond as a district and listening to our legal advisors as well as our educational advisors from across the state. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's been it's been stressful, but it's something that we're up to the challenge because we, we believe in what we do for our students and we want to be there for them and provide the best education that we possibly can. We've seen a pretty wide range of responses from school districts all across the state. Some saying they're sticking with the mandate. Some saying they're only applying a mask optional policy to the families who were plaintiffs in the litigation. Others, such as 186, going mask optional across the board. How and why did the district come to the determination to use a mask optional policy across the board while this legal fight is pending? Well, and and I think I was I was very careful. I you know I know that you can read it as optional. I we are really can encouraging people to consider following the mitigations as we've had in place. We really hope that they will, um, but you know we know that people do have that choice at this time. Um, it is we are a part and party to the, the case itself. Uh, when the cases were adjoined, we were in one, uh, or actually two of the three cases that were filed, and one of them we were in that. But those cases were adjoined in uh, the judge's decision, so we were party to the ruling. And because we are party to the ruling, then we are, uh, the way that our legal advisors are telling us is that we are um, obligated to follow the TRO. Um, until the time that there might be a stay or uh, something that happens either in the appellate court or maybe even a higher court, the Illinois Supreme Court, um, in due time. Uh, you, you've uh, noted that uh, you were you know, still encouraging the mitigations, and the district has also stated pretty emphatically over the weekend the goal is to maintain in-person instruction. Some districts just opted to go fully remote today because of all the uncertainty here. Uh, is that something that could still happen at some point? Uh, what, are there any metrics that you're looking at now in light of these new developments here that might make the district move to a, a more remote stance as opposed to full in-person instruction? Um, from what I understand, the, the districts that chose to do an adaptive pause today did because they just didn't really have maybe all their ducks in a row about what they wanted to do. We worked feverishly throughout the weekend. Um, I met with all principals last evening. I've met with my cabinet. I've met with legal counsel. I attended multiple uh, legal seminars that were available over the weekend, um, met with our local bargaining groups and made sure that I was you know, hearing their voice uh, come to the table. And and I, I just think we were ready to, to go to school today. And we have, like I said, one of the more better, the best attendance days that we've had in, in some time today um, after being out for three days for a snow event that, that was, was bigger than usual. Uh, we needed to be back in school. Um, 
our metrics right now are, are looking good too with our with our COVID numbers, and and we're hoping that that continues. We are still offering um, the testing that we normally offer, so families who wish to have their child tested for COVID at school on a regular basis through the Shield program can do so. Uh, teachers are also able to be tested throughout the week um, if they choose to do so through the Shield program. We still have our district-wide clinic open for anybody who might have a symptom or anything that they need for uh, support. So we are not um, concerned with being back in school um, at this point in time. You know, we are ready and willing to do adaptive pause of any individual classroom where the numbers are uh, as such that, you know, it makes more sense to teach remotely for a short time than to have, you know, the teacher at home or the teacher at school and the kids at home, things of that nature. So teachers still have the option of uh, being tested, even though right at the moment the, the vaccination or testing requirement is also on hold? Right. No, we're still offering it because we people have a choice and they can... They can choose to do it, and many teachers are, are very happy with that option to be able to test at school. Uh, whether they've been vaccinated or not, that was an option for them and available to them. Because that vaccination or testing requirement is now on hold, there was, of course, one instructor who was actually fired for not complying with that policy. Uh, does this in any way impact his status? Could he now seek to uh, return to his job, uh, given this court ruling, if it stands? Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we will keep our ears to the ground on that um, as we, you know, watch this go through the court system over the next uh, few days to weeks. And, you know, anything's possible on that type of um, instance because we were following the uh, rules that were put forth by our governor and our IDPH. Again, uh, this can all change moment to moment, so we'll continue to watch the situation carefully. Superintendent, uh, one last question while I've got you here. Mm -hmm. A couple of weeks back, the uh, Springfield Education Association indicated it wanted to pursue bargaining as it pertains to uh, the policy of uh, covering sick time uh, in uh, in COVID cases for fully vaccinated teachers. That's what the state is now working on, putting that in place. Uh, but the union wants to make that uh, policy available to all teachers, regardless of vaccination status. Have those talks happened yet? Where does that situation stand? Uh, they have not happened at this point in time. Um, we were immediately in um, conversation with the union uh, once they issued that press release. But to this date, they have not actually set a date uh, to impact bargain. Um, in talking with their leadership, uh, they were waiting to see if that uh, decision was made at the legislative level. Um, and then impact the bar impact um, the outcome of that conversation to see if there's anything else we needed to clean up um, after they um, had passed some legislative rules.